1: Welcome to yet another episode of In That Number, me and the Moscow Mish will do our best to break down all the action from yesterday's game against West Ham, and then we'll look ahead to, to next week's trip to Villa Park. So let me bring him in. Kevin, how are you today?
0: All right, Ray. <laughs> a little bit worse for wear. It's been a tough week in work and in politics, but... Uh,
1: yes, yeah. Not a lot to look forward to for the rest of the year, is there?
0: No, but uh, luckily there's not much left of the year.
1: Well, I'm, I'm also thinking into 2020 as well. It's not it's looking quite bleak, isn't it? But um, anyway, are you getting into the Christmas spirit, as I say, with my head <laughs> hanging down low, just trying to pick ourselves up from yesterday?
0: Uh, yeah, I decorated the, the tree yesterday. Um, that is fun. And yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to be done by the end of the year so it's all fine and of course
1: you're heading over to the UK aren't you so? that's
0: right this time next week uh, I'll be in London yep probably sinking a pint somewhere
1: well I'll be disappointed if you're not mm. um, yeah so on that next week you're obviously in, in London as you say so we're not going to be doing our usual recording and we won't have the Aston Villa game to talk about but instead we're going to have a Christmas special episode for you next week um, where we'll be joined uh, by not one, but two fantastic guests. We have managed to get Freddie from The Ugly Inside and Matt Markstone from and Delivery. So yeah, don't miss that one. We're going um, we, we, to be a little bit Christmassy with that one and um, do something a little bit different. Hopefully a little bit of fun and you'll enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk of the football. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, we're going to go into the news
0: This is ITN, In That Number News.
1: Okay, ITN news, then. I I just want to start with something for you, Kevin. Um, WADA has announced their decision to give Russia a doping ban, and they will miss four years of sporting competitions. That includes the 2020 Olympics and the World Cup of 2022. Uh, Yeah, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Wow, okay, that's the vote from the blue. Um, Yeah, I'm... In my opinion, I think it's fair. I don't think the um, Russian anti-doping agency is really been complying with it at all. Uh, but my feeling is that um, the Court of Arbitration for Sport will let a lot of uh, competitions go ahead. But we'll probably see Russia at the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Um, all of those UEFA games are going to be going ahead. Russia qualified for the Euros. That's not going to change. So, yeah, I think it's another bit of a cop-out. It's a difficult one, of course. But, um, yeah, not a popular decision here, obviously, but I think there's a lot of heads in the sand.
1: Oh, yes, (laughs) definitely. Um, uh, Slightly more good news, I guess. Uh, Ramalyn Mitchell signed his first pro contract on Tuesday of this week. Um, As you remember, he arrived at Saints from Birmingham the same day as we signed Shea Adams. So and he, only just, and he just turned 17 this month as well. So watch the space on wow. that one. So yeah, he could could be a could be a good player. Let's hope anyway, because Lord knows we need some good news now. We
0: do.
1: Um, and off of more good news, <laughs> uh, Saints Under 18s advanced to the next round of the FA Youth Cup with a comprehensive 3-1 away victory against Bristol Rovers. So well done, lads. I saw the um, one of the goals in that game as well. It was really well taken. Get him in the first team. Mm. Um, Kevin, yeah, Pellegrini. Uh, his job was on the line before he visited St Mary's. But it's not now, yeah, is it? Just <laughs> you think it's going to be safe now? Because we've we've all we've been saying for weeks that that's you know if you can't if you can't beat Saints, then you should be sacked. So Pellegrini, safe. You'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like him. I think, I think he's a good manager, but I think he's just um, an unlucky run for him. But uh, yeah, I don't see any other manager getting get them out of it. I, I
1: don't know if you remember what I said last year about West Ham. Saying that, yeah, I mean, he's a good manager. He, he's got some good players there. They spent a lot of money, but they're a weird side, aren't they? They, they? they shouldn't be where they are. He's a good manager. They've got some good players, and yet they seem to be down the bottom of the table all the time. I, I struggle with West Ham. One of those teams I that I never seem to be able to judge around. they had a pretty good start
0: to the season I mean I I made um, I think they were one of my teams to you know break those Europa League spaces, look like a right idiot now but um, at the beginning of the season they looked pretty much odds on, didn't
1: they yeah, funny league this year really really funny, it's like Chelsea having a having a bad start with that 4-0 loss to United and then they picked it up again everyone says Lampard's brilliant and now they seem to be struggling again Man United don't know what team they are going for a bit of a good spell and then you know, they t- turning out to be bad again, I don't know, it's, it's a weird one, the only one that seems to be, you know, doing is good is Liverpool, oh, oh and Leicester I suppose, but again, you know, they slipped up yesterday, so a really, really weird, weird season. Yeah. Um, some sad news, um, Jim Smith passed away on Tuesday, former assistant with, with Harry Redknapp at Saints and Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very sad news. I remember him from his days when he was managing Derby. He's that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. likeable, funny, old-school coach. And actually, Harry described him as his best ever signing. I bet Nico, right. Nico Crenshaw was a bit upset about that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no um, Yeah.
1: And the last bit of news I have, I just wanted to say well done to Fraser Forster. Uh, got his hands on some silverware, Kev. Um, the Celtic side won their fourth consecutive League Cup with a 1-0 win over rival's Rangers. And Forster was man of the match, I believe. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm told he was, he was fantastic in that game.
0: It's brilliant, yeah. Saving penalties, shots, everything. Like Just, yeah, at the top of his game. Like the, like the phrase that we remembered from a few seasons ago.
1: Yeah, well done. Good luck to him.
0: And uh, we actually, I put a poll out with uh, uh, highlights of, of that match, okay uh, three options, um, yes, bring him back, no stick with Maka, or no bring back Gun. and uh, bring him back at 49% of the vote,
1: mm.
0: It's not a popular choice, but apparently Ralph said that, um, that he's pleased for him but uh, doesn't regret the decision to loan him out and that he can stay there to the end of the season.
1: You know, if I'm honest, Kev, I agree with him. I know he's I playing well, but I mean, so is Maka. He's playing yeah. well, and he's not the problem in the Saints team. So, not and when you, you know, when he got sent out on loan, we had an, um, Angus Gunn, who wasn't playing as bad as he as he was, and we had McCarthy. So there was a lot of, you know, challenge for places. So I don't, I don't disagree with it.
0: But I just think it's such a shame that we've got a clearly brilliant player potentially, who's apparently a highest paid player and uh, he's off doing wonderful things not for us.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is sad. It's just the way that this club's been run over the last few years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, right, OK, so we're going to go into the, into the game from yesterday. In that Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. OK, so West Ham yesterday. We have to go into this shit show from yesterday just horrible game horrible display it's not looking good Kevin and like we're running out of those so called easy games now December is running out and we're not picking up enough points it's back to square one again
0: completely but yeah we're we're just so inconsistent um, at the moment Um, not just from game to game but even within games um, Newcastle, we looked for a better team for almost all of it and still managed to lose and uh, this one, it's kind of the reverse of it first half, we were nowhere really definitely picked up towards the second half it just wasn't enough and uh, yeah, I think we were lucky it did finish 1-0 because uh, I think that scoreline does really flat us in
1: Possibly, yeah. But, I mean, just saying what you said there, you're you're spot on. It's like the inconsistencies in game as well as, you know, from game to game. I mean, you can go back as far as the Arsenal game where we played well, should have won. And then you've had, you know, the back-to-back home wins against Watford and Norwich. Won, but, you know, we didn't put up 90 minutes of pure, you know, fantastic football. Got over the line, and let's face it, we accept it because we've got six points out of it. And then the, the trip to Newcastle... Yes, we lost, but there was encouraging signs. And yesterday, yeah, it just—I just don't think it was good enough on the whole. So we just don't know what Saints is going to turn up from game to game, do we? Not even in, from half to half. It's just—it's so frustrating at the moment. Yeah. Life of a Saints fan. Um. Anyway, so we lost one 0 as you know. Sebastian Haller with his goal. Whilst it's two months without a goal, so I suppose coming against Saints. Stamp it, you know you're going to score. Um, I'll go through the, the unchanged eleven with you. It was McCarthy, Cedric, Stevens, Bednarek, Bertrand, uh, Gineppo, Ward-Prowse, Hoiberg, Redmond, Ings and Long up front in a 4-4-2. To so say it was unchanged and it and it matched West Ham's formation. Um, yeah, any complaints with that?
0: No, no, I think it, it worked for the few before that. I think it would be saying the same thing that we used to find his best 11 and kind of stick with it. Tinker only when really bad performances or injuries. And yeah, I don't, I mean, Griffin wasn't wonderful against Newcastle, but I think he's still one of our better players on this day. Yeah. Cedric he's decided to stick with. I could probably see that becoming a common theme. Um, Armstrong comes back from injury, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Armstrong was on the bench, all right. Um, Valerie didn't actually make the bench today. Said so he was c- recovering from a virus. That hmm. so he was seen in Buddha Lounge last night having a few jars. Really? He was supposed to be recovering from a virus, and he was out having, out on the piss. Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> if you're doing that in the middle of a crowded Southampton City Centre, then fucking hell, man, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. You're
1: supposed to be. But then I've heard someone say that he was. He did have a virus. And he was recovering, but he just was not fit enough to make the bench. So um, so we'll, we'll go into the game. And, do you know, I was watching this game a bit later because I was out. I was taking my girl to the theatre last night, so I had it recording. So I didn't go to the game, and I didn't watch it live, so I watched it when I got home. What did you watch? Um, we went to see a musical, Cinderella. Uh-huh. Um, it was a modern take on Cinderella, but, um, yeah, it was um, it's good fun. She loved it. So, yeah. Hmm. It was better than the football, let's put it that way. Um, so I come back and watch that afterwards, and the, the, the thing that stuck out when, they, when I was watching the commentary, the, 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 he says Saints is the one that they've had the most wins against, and I thought, well, oh, here we fucking go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's just put me on a downer. And then two minutes in, West Ham had the ball in the net. Yeah, okay, it was clearly offside, but it was still a worry, and you can take that as a warning. But did they? Did they, did they fuck? fuck? Did they fuck, no. You know, hours had the effort straight away. Cedric did well actually in that block, and actually the the stats came up after the first ten minutes because it was so we were so slow to start the mm. game, and they had eighty two percent in the first ten minutes. Not yeah, so we were just sitting back and just like, why why are we not starting? Is, it, is this just a a confidence thing? Why are we not starting well at home? Being that we're coming off the back of two home wins and West Ham are struggling as well, why are we not taking the game to them? Why are we not going at them? Um, is it a player thing or a Ralph thing? I don't know.
0: This is the question for Ralph, isn't it, really? I mean, earlier on in the season, we've seen them um, getting off the blocks quickly and making a strong start and falling flat at the end. But, yeah, that first half was just a write-off, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely um, well, We do get our one shot on target for the first half in the 13th minute but not really a huge challenge for Martin uh Don's header
1: mm, that's right yeah um, and they had a VAR penalty shout in the first half as well like Bertrand was crashing into Haller like, yeah, yeah. I mean I, w- I was a little bit shocked that they didn't give that to be honest because w- it was just a bit foolish
0: it's sort of at the same time, it's just a kind of car crash really, everyone bumps into each other, because you've got um, Antonio and Bednarik sort of wrestling each other, Bednarik's got arm round him with, for a little cuddle, Whether um, whether he brings him down or not, it was just a collision. To be honest, um, when I saw it live, I didn't think it was apparently, I was surprised it went to VR, I was expecting it to, um, to go against this, because I was just that pessimistically set up but it didn't. I think if the referee hadn't given it, then I don't think there was enough in it for VAR to overturn it.
1: They wouldn't do that, would they? No. I mean, like, I like you, when I saw it live, when I saw, well, I saw it the first time, I thought that's not a penalty, and I watched the replay, so it was going to VAR, and I thought they're going to overturn it. They're going to overturn it because it was just stupid, more than mm. anything, and I thought that would be a punishment for it, but yeah, we, we were lucky. And then, do you know, I was writing some notes down as I was watching the game, and I've just got, you know, no space, struggling to create,
0: yep.
1: no movement again. Uh, but ten minutes left in the first half, we seemed to have a little bit more of the ball and there was that little bit more urgency. And then just as I said that, boom, West Ham get the goal. So the guy who can't buy a goal, you know, comes up with something. Um, wh- what happened there? Did they just fall asleep? Because like, Mikel Antonia was chasing that ball down and it was it was almost off the, f- off the field, wasn't it? Very, very close. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I need to look at this goal again and a, a little, you know, a couple more times. But how did he have so much space in the box?
0: Oh, this is a good question. I think we've just been um, caught off guard. I mean, when um, Antonio has has the ball, that I thought it went out and play, and um, yeah, the whole of the Saints' defense seemed to think the same. Mm. Uh, but their arms up, kind of switching off, not playing to the whistle, and then yeah, I mean, since that. Uh, Fall in to snod grass, chips it over. I mean, just all seems to happen so quickly that it just com- confused everyone.
1: Yeah. Um, Hoyberg a little bit loose, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean he, he had a pretty awful just before that goal. Um, he had a really poor touch that could uh, give it away. Um, just yeah, I wasn't impressed with him at all.
1: No, actually, I want to I want to talk about Hoyt there, because I, I've i got here, his first half was just absolute crap. Not, not even the second half, but I've just, just written here that I, I don't remember a successful forward pass. Everything goes backwards with him, and I know a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, if there's no space, there's no one around, then you can't pass it forward. But in fact, if you look at some of the options that he had, he goes backwards all the time when he doesn't need to. Especially in that game, and when he and when he tried to, he gave it away. I mean, he tried this stupid little flick over the top that went nowhere. Mm. And I remember an occasion as well where Jack Stevens had the ball, no one around him, no one pressuring him. Hoiberg comes back and he's got his hands out saying, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." He drops back, he gets the ball off of Stevens, and he turns it back, turns around and passes it back to him again. Like, what the fuck was that for? What are you doing? Yeah. It's like there is nothing there. He is doing absolutely nothing for this team at the moment. He was lazy in the tackles. Um, and I don't think he was close enough to Haller for that first goal. So, yeah, really, really shocking and disappointing performance from our captain. Just not good enough.
0: No, I mean, he gets that yellow card early on, and I think he's got to be a bit cautious from then on. But even yeah. so...
1: Yeah, but you need 1-0 down. You've got to make something happen, and he's not doing it. It's... Oh.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I think we were so lucky to, again, <laughs> be one nil down at time.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: And then yeah, Romeo comes on
1: That's right, half-time. yeah. Romeo comes on for Redmond, doesn't he? And they switched uh, Gineppo to the left, um, and Long went out wide. So it looked like a 4-3-3 three, three then. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is, like, Romeo was, was on to protect the back four and, you know, to be stable. Just get, and it, also, that, what that did is it gave Browse the freedom to roam higher, and it looked like it was working. A certain a certain point yeah, it's
0: a confusing um decision, but it kind of, I didn't understand it, but it, it made perfect sense when you saw it and um yeah, Romeo was um, was was
1: pretty good yeah. getting forward I he agree, was
0: because yeah. there was I mean there wasn't much creativity in midfield um and he was there lumping balls up. Um, and causing trouble so, yeah
1: Yeah, it did seem to work, I agree Um, for a little bit, um, they seemed more sprightly anyway, it seemed to maybe something clicked, they thought, you know, fuck we're 1-0 down here, we need to win this Um, and then, again as soon as I write a positive thing down, something negative happens, and then the the, the, the Antonio goal um, that wasn't which would have killed (laughs) it, Um, it's a great decision handball, and VAR to the rescue again
0: yeah, it wasn't the first time he handballed him that much. Um, no. I think he said in the interview afterwards that his, his arms are like magnets and just managed
1: to yeah,
0: <laughs> all managed to stick to it. So yeah, unfortunate, but you know, handballs a handball.
1: That's right. It's the rules of the game. But um, nevertheless, I mean, we we just had problems dealing with him all day. And actually, mm-hmm. um, Bednarik had a shocker. Yeah. Uh, he, he was just he just couldn't deal with him. And Stevens wasn't much better. Um, but that's all credit to him. Um, Antonio mm. had a good game. Um, and, and Gineppo, uh, we, we saw like, in the Newcastle game that he wasn't, I mean, we, we mentioned it last week, that he, he didn't get involved enough. I mean, I, I, he was pretty much in, invisible in that first half, but as, soon as they switched him to the left, he did find a little bit of space. Um, and he, he looked like he was getting involved a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe that is an option for Ralph to um, maybe rest Revmond and stick Gineppo on the left.
1: Well, especially with the with the Christmas fixtures coming up, that we're mm-hmm. going to need a lot of rotation going on, and and you know we've got Bufal coming back in as well, so we, we need to make make sure we use all those options. Um, but we we did have a lot of possession at that point. Eng's got involved. Um, he smashed the bar, and that was only from a half chance. I mean, it was just a brilliant strike, just turned and
0: mm-hmm.
1: brilliant, really good effort. Hit the bar, and then Long doing what he does best. Um, yep. You know, you but it wasn't much of a ball, to be you know, fair. No, but, um, no, yeah, it yeah. doesn't get
0: much in that rebound. Um, but yeah, that's when the sort of floodgates really opened for us, that, that, that last half hour. You, you could see them pushing, pushing, pushing. I thought, right, you, you know something's going to come at this. We're going to get something from this. Ings actually managed to get me excited. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it hits every part of the woodwork. Yeah,
1: hit the post um, later, did not it,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then that absolute screamer
1: yeah tell me um, about this like what the fuck was that for
0: yeah well yeah I, I was just I yeah I, I, I created a, a very loud noise <laughs> in my flat <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't believe it. and the whistle went almost immediately and I thought what the what the, what the fuck for you know yeah, you, I, I, was, was on, I generally
1: don't know was it Ings was it Genepo?
0: It was a, yeah, it was a very weak uh, foul. That I can't remember who it was, that Gineppo uh, fouls, but it's just light as it touches. Um, and I think the ref was playing the advantage because he thought West Ham could get to it until Ings managed to wrestle the ball off and um, take a shot pretty quickly. But I think that's massively unfair. I think we'd be robbed of the goal there.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, you look at it afterwards and think, OK, maybe a 1-1 would have done us there well of course it would have done but um yeah i, I don't think west ham are going to score another goal in that se- in that sense and i think we can shut sh- well i know as a saint's fans, we don't really we don't like to you know shut up from that early but being how the game turned out in the end yeah that goal was very very costly um, mm. and then we saw we saw um, armstrong come on for long
0: yeah i mean that was the 84th minute so that's mm. the first
1: he you know. yep. in game
0: change
1: armstrong coming on to do absolutely nothing because he hasn't got the time or, you know, all the situation to, to do anything about it, and then Adams comes on for Cedric, and they were going for it then, but was that too late?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why he doesn't have even 10 minutes to play. I mean, it's just,
1: just mad. Poor lad. Yeah. <sighs> I do feel sorry for him in a little bit, but he does have that sniff, you know, on the turn, and he hesitates. doesn't hit it first time, and, you know, last season, Che Adams would have hit that without question. And that just goes to show that there's, you know, lack of confidence that, that he has right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not just him, is it? I mean, it's, it's the whole squad we, we saw from Ripmond against Newcastle Ripmond in the, in the first half uh, yesterday. Just not making the right decisions in those split seconds.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's but i'm going to i think I probably know the answer to this one Kevin but i'm going to ask ask you anyway do you do you think it was a fair result one now
0: you know it's, it's it's difficult to say isn't it um, Where we the better thing no
1: no, but we should have had a goal and but then the exactly way that yeah. we played wasn't good enough to win a game or to get a point maybe
0: no I mean I'd say based on the first half, I think West Ham you know they, they, they could have uh, a fair result would have been for them to get more than one goal. They're going to feel hard done by with that um, penalty decision going against them and that handball decision. Mm. Um, we feel a bit aggrieved for Ings' goals being disallowed. So, yeah.
1: Fair reflection. Yeah, I, I get sorry. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finished one nil. Back to back losses again, and of course our typical home display. <laughs> Back to what we know best, so another home loss. Uh, Kevin, uh, man of the match for you?
0: Well, the only player who got me out of my seat was Danny Ings, so he gets him.
1: Well, I mean, I've got two. I've got McCarthy because he made those two mm-hmm. crucial saves. Um, and then, yeah, Ings' second half performance was good. He hit the crossbar at the post, had the ball in the net. I think if we were going to get the equaliser, there's no doubt it was coming from Ings, so I, like you, am going to give it to Danny Ings also. Hmm. Um, let, let, let's try and, <laughs> and well I say keep it positive let's try and make it positive shall we um, so yes we're still in the drop zone but we have a three point gap over Norwich and a win over Villa next week and we leapfrog then but you know another crucial game and can we do it on the road which brings us to our next game Aston Villa next Saturday Saturday the 21st 3pm kick off What can we expect from Villa,
0: Probably the same as West Ham or Newcastle, but team in poor run of form going to put it off against us. Wesley's probably going to...
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's probably going to score, yeah, you're right. Tom Heaton's probably going to score as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I um, I don't know. How do you see it? Well, um, I mean...
1: Like you say, they're having a really—they're on a bad run of form. The December so far has just been awful for them. I mean, well, it started okay, I guess, when I mean, they got a point at Old Trafford. But I mean, who doesn't these days? Um, mm. Followed by you know a loss to Chelsea, bumped by Leicester at home, and a you know beat by Sheffield United yesterday. Um, I, like West Ham, I struggle to figure out what sort of team they are. Because, I mean, they have an identical record to us. They'd like that. That's 1-4, drawn three and lost ten. And obviously the goal difference is, is, is better than ours. But are they a championship side? Um, probably. I mean, but they have spent a shitload of money in the summer. And yet they're, they're turning into another Fulham. And you would mm. think, based on the team on paper, that they will say they have got enough. I mean, they bought Yotta, Wesley, cost 22 million quid, Matt Target, at eleven and a half Hustled in there, didn't we? Okay. Uh, Tyrone Mings, 20 million quid. Douglas Lewis 15 million quid. Tom Heaton, eight. Plus another 43 million on bit part players. You know, that's r- ridiculous for a team as low as they are. So, yeah, I, I don't know what Villa fans are expecting when you spend that sort, of mu- that sort of money is that just to keep you in the league for one season but it doesn't look like it's working uh, and, mm-hmm. and yesterday I was looking at their um, their lineup that they played against Sheffield United and they played a 4-3-3 they got Wesley Algazi and Grealish leading the line so Grealish is going to be the one that we need to look out for because he's got one hell of a shot on him and he likes to run at people so I don't know I mean Kev what would you change or would you stick with the current lineup? Um, oh, I mean, is Boothal back? Do we replace Redmond? Do we find a formation that frees up Browsey uh, a little bit more? Are you going to be bold or are you going to keep it?
0: Um, I, well, I think well, a yeah, bold one would be how we went out uh, in the second half against West Ham uh, dropping Redmond um, sticking Gineppo in his place um, along the other side of Ings and yeah, um, three in the middle yeah. With uh, Romelu, Heidberg and Proust but, but yeah, Is he going to be going to Make that risk
1: And we've got also got to think about the fact that we're playing On the 21st against Villa away And then we are away on Boxing Day Five days later um, We then go to Chelsea And then two days after that we are, we're at home to Crystal Palace again So like we said before Squad rotation is going to be key here um, Romelu is going to be key I think because if if we go on yesterday's second half performance, then he he, he played a you know a big part in that. James Ward-Prowse is going to need to be energetic. So you imagine he's going to be playing two of those three. I mean, Kev, what would you do? I mean, in terms of like the Chelsea game, you have got to look at that. Would you almost sacrifice that game and have you know a stronger side for Palace and and for for Aston Villa?
0: I'd probably say yes. Yeah. Because um I think that Chelsea would probably be doing a similar thing to us. Um, and sorry, Villa have got to play Liverpool yes. before they play us on the Tuesday.
1: That's that's true, yeah.
0: So they might have um a bit of squad rotation as well.
1: Uh yeah, I think they've got a bigger squad than us, haven't they? But you know, not necessarily the quality. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's it, uh, at this time of year, it's always difficult to call with, with what you know what they're going to do with the team, London. I mean, we could say. We could see uh, Dan in. we could see Yoshida have, have a few games. We could see, you know, that, that, that midfield three of Hoiberg, Ward-Prowse and they are going to be crucial. We've got, we're going to have to use G- uh, Gennepo, Redmond and Buffow at some point. Long over Femi. Armstrong. Armstrong, yeah. Uh, the, and the only person that you think or you want or need to be starting all three of those close games is going to be Danny Ings. And considering the way that he plays... Might not be possible. Mm. Do
0: you think um, Angus Gunn might make a comeback in one of those fixtures?
1: I doubt it. I think Angus Gunn might play the um, FA Cup game. To be honest, mm. I think he him as his cupkeeper. I mean, it's not going to be too taxing on McCarthy, is it? Really, well, it depends how many times he has to pick the ball out of the net. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I imagine McCarthy, unless he's done anything completely, you know, terrible in this Villa game, then I imagine he's battle free. Uh, but prediction for you. Kevin, the Villa game. Um,
0: okay, I'm going to be confident and I think um, that our consistency is going to be the, the good inconsistency this time and we're going to get a win, classic 2-1 win. Hey,
1: okay, I actually had that a 2-1 the same but I had that before the West Ham game
0: mm.
1: so I'm going to change it now and I don't I just don't think we're creating enough and I'm scared that this is the best we've got now so I'm going to say a one-all draw oh, okay yeah I mean the bottom mean, line is we can't lose to Villa can we?
0: no I mean this is one of the two I mean Hassan Hasenhutl has said that we should judge him once we've played everyone and Villa and Palace are the only two teams that we haven't played true so um yeah by uh, in a fortnight's time, we will know you know, how we've uh, played against the rest of the teams. And if we're in the relegation zone then, then it's, it's really not looking good for us. So, um, yeah, a win over a bit. And I would say win over Palace as well. Those two both are must-win games.
1: Absolutely, and I'll take a point at Stamford Bridge.
0: Oh, yes, please, yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back with the extra time segment. Uh, Firstly, let's look at predictions. So for the West Ham game, I went for a 2-1 Saints win and you went for a 1-1. So it's as you were. No points. So the scores remain 36-30 to you. Um, And Super 6. There's been two Super Six since our last podcast. We had round 27 and that winner was Dan Buck with 17 points. Well done, Dan. Um, leaving the overall lead to Tony Randall with 234. And yesterday's round 28, the winner was Russ Thayers with 10, Um, and Tony Randall is hanging on there with 236 points, two points ahead of second-place Adam Darlington. So it's getting really, really close with these games coming up as well. I think we could have a new leader by the end of it. Uh, Fantasy football, Kevin.
0: Uh, Yes, I actually forgot to make changes to my team. So I've got a few zeros in there, uh, which is probably a fortunate thing. Uh, Perez and Tururi are playing. Triori was on the bench for me, so... uh,
1: Not a bad effort, Kev. Well done.
0: (laughs) So it looks like I'm up to about 50 for the week. Your 50 shades of Che uh, have 36 points, as we speak.
1: Yeah, not not great. Difficult week.
0: Again,
1: I don't think I've made any decisions in terms of bench players. I think Williams scored three, so I could have had him on. Um, but other than that, it would only been a point or two here, or here or there. So there's not really much more I could have done this week.
0: Nah, I mean that, that puts you 33rd um, in the league. I thought I had a shitter, but I seem to have moved up to 21st somehow. Oh, there's um, a
1: lot of games today, so I mean Everton and Man United have finished now, um, and there's the Wolves and Tottenham are finished now.
0: Isn't it Brighton Palace on Monday? Brighton Palace as well? on Monday,
1: yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, the Manion, uh, sorry, Man City and Arsenal game on as we speak.
0: So mm. there's
1: a lot of points to be had today. So whether that's going to, I mean, I don't think I've got many players. I mean, I've got a, I've got Wan Bissaka, Daniel James, and Marcus Rashford who didn't do particularly well today. So
0: it's cool. difficult to call at the top of our league though. Um, Lucy Hines, Che, Dream Believers. Uh one point ahead of Stephen McCulloch and Ralfrey Trust. Wow. And the two breakaway teams there.
1: Yes, OK. So, I want you to name all the football teams in the West Midlands.
0: Oh, OK. Uh, Walsall. Yes. Uh, Wolves. Yes. West Brom, yes. Villa, yes. Birmingham City. Yes. Yeah. Um, are you counting Stoke? No. No. Coventry. Mm.
1: Yes, that's it. Six.
0: That's it. OK, good.
1: Wow. Um, are you ready for the next one? <laughs> yeah. There are seven in Lancashire.
0: Mm-hmm. Seven in Lancashire. Okay. Um, Bolton, Blackburn, Preston, Blackpool. Um, oh, berry are dead, aren't they? Um,
1: berry count is great at Manchester.
0: Mm, yeah, I suppose so. Uh,
1: Sorry, there's eight. I haven't got Bolton written down. What a twat.
0: Morecambe. Yep. Is there a big one in Burnley.
1: Yeah. Oh, three more. Sorry, I thought you already said Burnley. Oh
0: fucking hell. I do to think I've been to any of these places. Uh Rochdale, is that in Yorkshire? No. Okay. Uh you might have got me, huh?
1: It's difficult. It's 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 very crowded up there. Mm.
0: I was trying to think of the non crowded bit. Oh, oh Oldham.
1: no, that's greater Manchester. That's Is it? Ah. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, on. Accrington. Alright. And Fleetwood. Ah yeah, Accrington beat Pompey, didn't they, it?
1: Yeah. wasn't that. 4-1, yeah. Have to put that in there, yeah. You forgot it on purpose, didn't you? (laughs)
0: Yes, so I could bring that up.
1: (laughs) Okay. um,
0: A euro, where am I? Um, Okay, Northern Europe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This could be anything, really, couldn't it? Uh, Knowing you, I don't know, Cork?
0: No. Okay, population 626,000 or 1.6 metro.
1: 626,000. Could that be Copenhagen side? Nope. It's around about there. I'd say... Copenhagen would be about seven, six hundred, seven
0: hundred thousand, possibly. Mm. I'd say I'd think of this city as uh, probably about a city of about a million people. Okay. All right. Um, capacity of the stadium is sixty thousand four hundred and eleven.
1: Quite a big in there. Gothenburg.
0: No, God, I'd love it. It's quite a big stadium. Um, okay. And the nickname is the Hoops.
1: Celtic.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't think of that. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I, just, I was just thinking of, like, North Central Europe. <laughs> oh. But, yeah,
0: it's uh, another country in Europe, oh. at least, seemed to be. So
1: Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Nice one, thank you for that. And, actually, I have a little something else for you, Kevin. Oh, shit. Yeah, that don't, don't sound so scared... So, <laughs> I am going to say Merry Christmas in as many languages as I can, and you mm. have to decipher which language I'm trying to say it in. Okay. okay. Are you up for that? Yeah. Okay, bear with me, because I can't speak these languages, so I might have to do it occasionally, you know, a couple of times. Right. I shall start with Vesela Koleda.
0: That's Bulgarian. How
1: did you know that?
0: I studied Bulgarian.
1: You learned How, did I, how <laughs> did I, did I have that all right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Right. The next one is Bulldog Karaksonit.
0: Bulldog Karaksonit. Okay. Uh, that's Hungarian. You're a twat. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that? Uh, yeah, I, I just know um, that. I just, just do a bit of self study Hungarian. Wow. Bulldog Uyavet is uh, Happy New Year.
1: Well done, Kevin. Um, next one.
0: Yes, yeah, sure.
1: Kala Kristoliana.
0: Ooh. Say again?
1: Kala Kristoliana. I thought that'd be quite easy that one. I do not think you are going to get the Bulgarian or the Hungarian. I thought you'd get this one straight away. Kala Kristolyena. No. That is Greek.
0: Oh, ah, I see. Yeah.
1: Kristolyena. See. Um, mm. the next one. Goljol.
0: Oh, that's Norwegian, right?
1: It is Norwegian. They didn't mm. fall for the Danish one. Wow, that's really good. Uh, next, Motlu Noella.
0: Um, Romanian.
1: No. My Noel, No. No. That is Turkish.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm probably pronouncing this all wrong. It's, it's probably me, not you.
0: No, no, that sounds fun to me.
1: Next one. Galayeli Yul. Galayeli Yul. Is that Danish? It is Danish. I thought, I knew you'd get, like, the Norwegian is Gleili and Danish mm. is Galayeli Yul. So I thought you were going to get them confused. But yeah, well done. Uh, next. Vesela Vanase. Mm-hmm.
0: Vesela
1: Vanase. I say. Um.
0: Quite a Slavic language, isn't it? Um. Uh, is it Slovak?
1: I'll let you have that. It's Czech. Czech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. I've got two more for you. Okay. Next one is Sritan Vozic. That's a bit easy, that one.
0: Oh, that's Serbian. So,
1: I'll let you have that as well, I guess, but it's Croatian. Dark. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh. And lastly. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Vrolik cursed face. Wow. Uh cursed face. Vrolik cursed face.
0: Oh, is as the Dutch. It is Dutch. Yeah.
1: Mm. Am I saying that uh, wrong?
0: Uh Vrolik cursed face. Yeah. I I've, I've been studying Dutch this year. Oh, for uh,
1: God's sake.
0: should <laughs> try and get back to.
1: But yeah, anyway, that's it. Mm. Uh Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so you did very well there even with my very poor pronunciation so yeah no, well done um do you have a russian phrase this week
0: um oh, okay um we could have uh go on throw one at me and i'll, I'll give you um, how about
1: like same again for the performance
0: oh okay okay um same thing would be adno itosha
1: adno Mhm. and that what does that mean same again
0: yeah same thing same thing um yeah, yeah. Uh maybe sure up, no, one shit. One and the same shit. One and the same shit. One and the same shit. Yeah. So like just the same shit.
1: Same shit. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Um right, I think that's about it for this week, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a shit one, I know. Um, but um, with the we'll
0: result, have a bit of fun next week. So yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. We'll have fun. We've got, um, yeah, as I said before, we've got a Christmas special next week, and we are joined by Freddie and Matt, so have some Christmas fun. Um, and then we'll be back to record on the 28th of December for our next game against Crystal Palace, which we are both going to. Yes. So if you'd like to meet us up for a drink, let us know, and we can try and arrange something because there's a lot of people that want to see you, Kevin. <laughs> really yeah yeah. Um,
0: what, do I owe them money <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but actually so the next time that we talk about football will be after the Palace games so I am going to ask you now Kevin for your predictions quickly from for the Chelsea games and the Crystal Palace games over the Christmas period so what have you got for Chelsea
0: I think it, they're going to win
1: 2-0 I also think 2-0 Chelsea you're saying yes yeah Okay, and the Crystal Palace game.
0: I think we, we're going to have to edge it <laughs> to that, one.
1: That famous score. I'm going to go one 0 Saints against Palace. A clean sheet. As well. A clean sheet. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be a really, really cagey one, isn't it? They're both going to be looking for a point because they're not going to have very good Christmas periods.
0: Hmm. I think Christian Benteke is going to get that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, said it yeah. first.
1: <laughs> so. Over the next three games, Aston Villa, Chelsea, and Palace. I've gone for a draw, a loss, and a win. Okay. So we have got to draw with Villa, lose to Chelsea, and beat Palace, and I'll take it. To be honest.
0: Four points, yeah, maybe not the end of the world, but I think we do need six.
1: Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, we could we could do with nine. That'd be a nice Christmas present. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck okay. it.
1: Let's not get carried away. <laughs> right. Okay. So next week, as I say, don't forget the Christmas special. Uh, we'll have a good laugh. Um, and un- until then, up the Saints.
0: Up the Saints. plus.